start out with a problem to solve and not a solution finding a problem bridging somebody who is interested in deep tech to somebody who is building a business is a is a more problem centric approach finding a real problem for which customers care about for which they are willing to pay and then solving that problem that's one of the key takeaways and in in our enterprise journey now we have been very cognizant of that that we validate the problem enough before we actually jump on solving for it hi and welcome everyone to another episode of deep tech musings i'm glad to have with us today harshit who is the co-founder of intuguy an end to end multimodal supply chain visibility platform harshit welcome to the show hey, hi hi pranjit hi everyone good to be here it will be good uh, if you can start off uh, by giving us a brief about your motivation to start intuguy and uh, the core problem it's solving yeah 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 sure yeah so um see when we started out i think we started out right right from a college so so we started out from iit okay. kharagpur in fact the founding team dropped out of college uh to start the company so in we were awesome. a bit too passionate uh and it started out as a as an iot uh technology company to begin with um and we were uh, sort of the initial idea was around consumer iot uh while i think going forward we found uh, found a better fit in the enterprise in the b2b supply chains um but yeah, i think back in the days the the idea was to build something uh to to solve uh, to solve a problem to to be able to build a product uh, and and uh, with the passion of deep technology try to build something uh, leveraging the deep tech Uh, and and solve solve a real world problem uh, and we started that right in college our journey sort of started right in college and uh, and i think we got to a decent enough place we had an mvp uh, of sorts which we were showcasing around uh, different different platforms and we were getting a good response uh, and it got us got sort of too exciting for us uh, at that point of time that we decided to uh, go speak to the college and then take a sabbatical uh, for an year or so uh, and then reconsider after an year if you want to go back or continue it and the the college uh, the, the id kharagpur was supportive enough actually uh, they were really supportive they actually carved out a special exception for us they allowed it to us as a sabbatical though we never went back we ended up dropping out of the college uh, but yeah it's <laughs> going to us <ask. laughs> ha no so we, so i i never went back i Uh, I I postponed it for one more year and then I just uh, just let it go. Got it. So uh, that's quite interesting. You mentioned when you started out with uh, focus on consumers and then sort of find found your fit towards the businesses. Yeah. Can you uh, let us know like how that path unfolded? Like what discoveries did you come across that eventually led you to say a initial fit in that uh, business B two B segment? Right. So. i think one of the, so earlier we were trying to build a wearable iot device business where uh, what we had was sort of a fitbit uh, but in form of a ring which you can wear on your index finger and on top of uh, something which i think ultra human is uh, right. currently coming right, out right right something of okay. that shape but but i think the core mm-hmm. uh, the the core competency there was 
I think has less to do with health, and of course, health and fitness was one one angle, but more to do with the uh, uh, with ability to control the devices around you. So we were tracking the movement of the finger, the gestures made by finger, and then we also had sort of an Alexa uh, on your fingertips, so you can speak to the ring, and you can also uh, move your fingers around and and use the hand gestures. Ah. Uh, and with that, we were trying. To- I would have loved that product. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah, maybe still some time if you get time, like maybe an alternate uh, vertical, <laughs> you can start on that. Yeah, so it's lying. I think yeah. still lying around somewhere in our office, and okay. we'll do something about it. <laughs> but okay. uh, but yeah, so we did make made we did make a MVP. We did make a prototype. Um, it uh, it it was working to some degree. We could actually play computer games and control smart lights and uh, smart home devices. With hand and voice, um, so and and with that sort of an MVP shape, uh, uh, we 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 went, came to Bangalore and we tried commercializing it. Uh, what we realized in that journey is is we were a bit too early in the market, uh, and especially in the Indian market because the smart device adoption itself was yet to happen while we were making a controller for the same. So. Uh, so probably it's something that could have been started now or maybe a couple of years from now, which we were trying to start many, many years ago. Uh, and, and hence we were hitting a ceiling uh, in terms of uh, uh, the, the, the orders. Okay. And that's the point where we, what we, did, what we did is we slashed down the entire technology of that consumer product. Uh, we had a motion sensing platform, we had a vibration sensing platform, we had a indoor navigation platform, uh, which we built for that product. And then we, then we were looking for problems that we could solve with those individual, uh, individual pieces uh, that were built while making that product. Uh, and I think in, in that journey, we were speaking to a lot of uh, companies, enterprises, consumers, everyone. And we, uh, 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 we constantly kept hearing the problem statements from supply chain warehousing. I mean, they were the first ones to respond whenever we talk about our IoT capabilities and all of that we have built for this device. And we, they were the first ones to respond to sort of come back with different queries that can we do this? Can you solve indoor warehouse navigation? Can you solve uh, accident prediction with your vibration detection? Can you solve driver behavior? Uh, can you solve visibility, tracking, uh, where my goods are, in what condition they are. Uh, so I think some 10, 15 conversations we have, 80% of them were around supply chain and, and warehousing, asking for solutions uh, using our technology. Uh, and that's, I think that's where it clicked. I mean, constantly hearing it from the consumers, we we started trying something out in, the, in that space. Uh, very soon, we sort of realized the depth of the problem, how pretty much every enterprise, every e-com, every manufacturer is struggling with uh, the issue of visibility and how we could have, we, we can solve it with our, uh, with parts of the pieces that we have built and some more, which, which was yet to be built. Uh, and yeah, we jumped on it. Flipkart became our first customer. Uh, they were the first one to use us in one of the festive sales, uh, in, in one of the BBD sales a few years back. Uh, that's awesome. where it started, yeah. It's always good to have feature pull than feature push. And I think that's what yeah. <laughs> uh, you portrayed very well. Uh, so 
can you help us visualize uh, this problem so what is this visibility challenge with say e-commerce and uh, supply chain and how and through that so what is uh, our product that solves this challenge yeah 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 so um see today and it's i think it's easier to relate that way uh, because today as consumers when we order something from swiggy or zomato uh yeah. and in fact from most of the e-com sites we get we get a we get the visibility of what's going on where is my order where is it picked up is the is the food ready is is it picked up where is the delivery boy uh, is it en route is it derouting is it stopping or getting stuck somewhere and we also see that eta of when it's going to arrive at our door, doorsteps right and uh, uh, and that's just uh, hardly like i think 30 40 minutes uh, interval and we get a full transparent visibility not just us i think swiggy also gets it the delivery boy also gets it uh, so everyone is on the same page uh, and everyone is having a transparent visibility of the operations right and that's the new delivery experience of today and i think it's pretty much uh, uh, every application that we use have that sort of visibility but interestingly when we talk about enterprises right this is the scenario of consumers b2c but when you talk about enterprises yeah. businesses uh when you talk about manufacturers ordering raw materials or sending out goods to their retailers or their distributors uh right across a global supply chain right shipping out millions uh, of dollars of goods across journeys which can stretch from a couple of days to a couple of months as well interestingly they have no view of what's going on in their operations uh, neither these manufacturers nor their suppliers nor their customers uh, know when the goods are going to arrive in the b2b logistics uh, the moment goods leave the warehouse of say one of these manufacturers uh, they lose sight of it they uh, they don't know where it is when it's when the consignment is going to reach the destination is it stuck is it getting delayed is there a accident is there a, a damage to the goods uh, so neither they nor their customers know about it and i think only after say a 5 or 7 day interval and sometimes a 15 days interval uh, when the goods don't reach on time is when they start calling is is and then they start reacting uh, proactively to the situation uh, so that it's very very different from our consumer experience and and that's the gap we are solving for we are trying to bring that consumer delivery experience that we have today to enterprises to b2b where they can transparently see where their goods are where their raw materials are where their finished goods are uh, across the stakeholders in the b2b supply chains got it so removal of the variability in expectations is applicable across consumer as well as these enterprises right Right, is right, what, right. Uh, is important. Yeah, yeah. See, in enterprises, mm. it it affects your experience. In in B two B logistics, on top of experience, it also have a direct implication on the cost, on the inventories, on the loss of sales, etc. So, वहाँ पे the impact is is tangible. It's not just uh, experience. It's also uh, like as an economy, we are operating at more than a hundred billion dollar of excess inventory. then what we should be operating at uh, the logistics spend as a percent of gdp mm-hmm. is much higher than what it should be it's nearly twice of what it should be uh, 
सो वहाँ पे ट्रांसलेट्स इनटू टेंजिबल नंबर्स इनटू 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 टेंजिबल लॉसेस बी जस्ट द एक्सपीरियंस सो इट्स एन इजी सेल इन बी टू बी देन बी टू सी नो आई वांट टू इजी सेल बट या आई मीन मोर ऑल लेस कस्टमर्स कम टू अस विद द प्रॉब्लम Okay, let's talk about the technology now behind the product. Can you uh, let us know a brief about the major like technologies? Being, uh, you briefly decoded some of them in there, but uh, right now the product at is at current stage. What is the major technology being used? And uh, help us also visualize how is the product embedded into this logistic uh, supply chain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so what we have is a platform. Uh, i won't say i won't call it just product uh, because it's it's actually a pretty a broad broad platform where we have multiple products sitting in the platform all right uh, trying to deliver the end result that we want to so uh, so as a platform we have probably a dozen different ways to to track the goods to track the consignment uh across road across rail across ocean movements across uh, air movements uh, across multiple geographies uh, and and i mean you can imagine that one single tech or one single product cannot solve it so we have a uh, we have a we have a multi modal approach there where we have different different ways to enable that visibility um uh, and then the end result basically is a is a single view in which like just the way uh, you get that uh, that tracking window in zomato or swiggy uh, in a similar way the end result is a platform where uh, where on a dashboard our customers can see like hundreds of their shipments live and they can see where mm-hmm. each of those shipments is they can see the delayed shipments separately they can see the on time uh, shipments separately uh they can see which vendors are performing how which lanes and which routes are performing how well etc and then they get a lot of recommendation and analysis on how they can drive improvements uh if i break it down for you there are three layers for the platform uh the first layer is enablement of that location enablement of where the goods are right and that enablement happens through like a dozen different ways uh for example of course if a vehicle is fitted with a gps device uh, our system is integrated with a very large number of well, like hundreds of thousands of different gps devices so we pull the data from that gps device uh we also uh we also use the networks like fasttag so today in country we have this toll infrastructure fitted with the fasttag uh, technology so we use that fasttag infrastructure with the consent of the transporter to track their vehicles as they're moving across a different different fasttag okay. lanes we are integrated with the indian rail infrastructure uh with the airport infrastructure uh, uh with the ports as well uh, the container movements inside the ports and we are pulling the data across these different different methods uh and and then we funnel it together into one single pipeline in our platform uh and and with this this is the first layer this is the location layer uh the location data layer uh followed by the location data uh we have this Uh, uh this dashboard this platform where you can see all your shipments live and then you can see the predictive etas so just like the google maps 
that we use for navigation in our day to day lives we have a similar eta prediction for each of these packages as to when they're going to reach the destination which of them will make it on time which of them are going to get delayed and then how much delayed so delay for a day or delay for a couple of days uh so so that's the predictive layer that sits on top of this data uh learns the behavior over months and years and then it tells uh, uh how the shipment is going to behave when is it going to reach is it going to make it or not and then finally we have a third layer which is uh, which is a analytics layer or recommendation layer uh and there we we after seeing the the behavior for let's say one or two quarters we start recommending our customers uh what they should what are the do's and don'ts which vendors they should change which transporters they should change which routes or lanes they need to modify how should they design their supply chain network uh to drive and hold, drive a holistic improvement uh, uh reduce their inventory reduce their turnaround times improve the on time delivery for the customer so these are the sort of the three layers the location layer the predictive layer and then this recommendation layer uh which makes platform okay. yeah sounds great uh, so i really want to commend your team on the integrations that you have worked out i uh, got a idea from your website and the kind of integrations that you have the number of integrations you have especially considering uh, most of them are government organizations so having worked that out uh, it's really commendable and uh, really good to see so uh, you mentioned that uh, so and taking an example say of a transporter uh, uh going through various fast track tolls right and i assume that uh, so the visibility we are providing is uh, from a toll to toll which is enabled with fast track so is that sufficient in most cases or what about uh, the visibility between that right so um so we have different resolution of solutions available uh so i'll i'll give you like two three examples uh and then i'll come to the fast tag bit as well uh for example okay. we have uh as i told you we can integrate with the gps device if it is already fitted fitted in the vehicle uh however in india i think about 20 like not more than 20 25% of the vehicles have gps yeah. so so that doesn't solve the whole problem we also have our own portable iot devices which you can load along with the goods uh, and take it out along with the goods and the entire journey is being tracked minute by minute uh, by our portable devices uh, and you don't have to sort of Got plug it. it into the vehicle or install it or anything like that it's just like a portable smartphone which you can just load uh, along with the goods in the truck uh, that's another method and you get a very high resolution data with that including say over speeding and sudden braking and insights of driver behavior um and then then comes methods like uh tracking using the cell tower infrastructure or the fast tag infrastructure so uh so for example in fast tag you are right that say if if, if it's a 40 or 50 km uh gap between the two tolls you won't know what's going on in between uh but but let's say on an average if uh, we are seeing that the companies are doing 1000 km 1002 200 km long journeys right and in the, in that journey every 40 to 50 km you will witness a toll uh and in that scenario that resolution is sort of good enough because roughly every few hours you are getting one location for the vehicle 
uh, while your journey is about say four days long, every few hours if you're getting a location that's that's generally good enough for the uh, for the manufacturers. Um, Sounds yeah, good. Having said that, if you don't get to the next toll within a certain amount of time, then we raise a flag uh, that the vehicle is stuck somewhere. It's supposed to be crossing the next toll by now. So, yeah, it's okay. it's again the customer's choice if they want to use this method or if they want to use a more high resolution method. Uh, and and in fact, we have something called phone number tracking, where with the consent of the driver, we can track their phone numbers using the cell tower infrastructure uh, without even a smartphone. Uh, so even that is very very effective in the Indian market. Got it. I'm also curious about the predictive layer which you mentioned, and uh, when you say that uh, you are also doing something prescriptive in a way of uh, going ahead and prescribing that uh, uh, organization should maybe change a vendor or maybe should look into these aspects. How well is the acceptance of those uh, prescriptions? Have you found? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what we are witnessing right now is a sense of surprise because for the first time somebody is coming and telling them that okay these three vendors have been moving at an average speed which is say less than half of the industry average or on these two lanes you are spending probably 50% more time than what you should be spending seeing the industry average and I mean, I'm, today what we are getting is a sense of surprise that, okay, we didn't know that. Uh, this is a revelation. And uh, uh, and and tell us how we can change it. Uh, of course, change management in the large organizations in, in supply chains where a lot is run by relationships, it takes a while yeah. and it takes time. And not necessarily you have to change every time. I think only knowing about it and conveying it to your vendors uh, makes a difference. I mean, because now they know that there's a sense of accountability, there's a sense of measurement, uh, and it's well within their capability to change that behavior, to increase those speeds, to in increase on-time deliveries. I think even that sense of accountability, transparency changes the behavior, and that's what we have seen. We have seen like 30 to 40 percent improvement in the in the delivery times and on-time performances uh, just by the sense of transparency. Uh, so, yeah. So it's more of the right nudges at the right time to just make uh, aware, which uh, which helps a lot. Yeah, I, uh, you're saying. right. That, that it's something that you can do in a matter of couple of months. Having said that, like over mm -hmm. a period of six months, you can make more long-term changes. Uh, you can introduce new vendors. You can also introduce new transporters. You can uh, uh, you can change the net network design in certain ways uh, that the delivery performance goes better uh, but it's something which takes which takes 6 to 8 months and it's it's of, it's, it's of course a relatively slower pro process uh, but the impact is visible in a matter of months because it's that sense of accountability and transparency which changes the behavior got it so uh, the next question is uh, actually one of my favorites and it revolves around uh, competitive differentiation how do you build or what is your take on to build modes in technology startups? <laughs> no, I think it's a very difficult one. Uh, because... Yeah. <laughs> but, but the holy grail. I yeah, think. it's the holy grail. It's the holy grail. And uh, I think companies and enterprise SaaS yeah. keep finding ways to create that moat 
uh, yeah. and especially it's critical and difficult for SaaS businesses. <laughs> uh, but I think, I mean, I would say we are fortunate that we have a strong network effect in our business. So, uh, okay. So I mean, we of course we have unique IoT devices. We have some uh, uh, some solid intellectual property in our location, in our ETA prediction, in our IoT devices that we use. Mm-hmm. But having mm-hmm. said that, mm-hmm. uh, we have a strong network effect in play, uh, which I think over a long term becomes a very powerful moat. Uh, so with every new company, with every new customer enterprise that we onboard, uh, comes a large network of their transporters, shipping lines, courier companies, vendors that they work with, uh, right? And all of that gets added into our platform with each new customer. So, uh, and, and, and I think at, after a moment when we have like enough large enterprise customers, uh, we'll have a very, very strong network of these uh, transporters, their location data, the shipping lines, the courier companies, the integrations that we that we'll build with all these guys. Uh, that it's it's very hard for a for a new player to sort of come uh, and be able to offer a similarly capable platform because it takes years to be to arrive at that level of network, uh, and you can only get it through customers, right? And you get stuck in the chicken egg problem because you don't have the network, you can't get the customers. Uh, so I think in that sense, leading the visibility space uh, and staying to- on top of that network, uh, I think we'll have that network effect kicking in already and it will go stronger and stronger in the next few years. So, yeah. Well, that sounds strong. Yes, uh, you would agree. I think that's a very uh, good mode to have and having uh, having pillars that build on that is definitely goal to have so you said that one of the focuses is to uh, in the future is to build uh, maybe have more strong network effects i also wa- want to know like among the three layers you identified uh, wh- which one do you think is uh, a more focus uh, for the coming say two three years i see it's going to be um i would say i mean it's it's pretty much distributed uh, um, and it's different for different markets. For example, for the Indian market, uh, I think the layer, the 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 analytics and the predictive and recommendation layers, uh, is a strong focus. Now that we already have a very very strong location layer, uh, in in hmm. the other emerging okay. markets in the global markets where we are scaling, uh, I think we are decently there in terms of location layer. But we'll keep strengthening it across different modes of transport. Uh, transportation uh, and then we'll ladder up to uh, the next two layers uh, so yeah, it will change depending on like which geography which market we're talking about makes sense okay uh, okay we are approaching the uh, towards the end of, of the time so let me ask you about your advice uh, that you would give to fellow entrepreneurs uh, who want to uh, who are thinking about starting up uh, something in similar space and uh, something which you think would have been good if you had known earlier? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, I think one of the things that, and I think you rightly pointed it out, uh, uh, that feature pull versus feature push. Uh, so building something for which there is a strong and validated need right uh, i think that's that's i yeah. that's something i keep re- 
iterating in all the conversations that uh, uh, start out with a problem to solve and not a solution finding a problem so uh, so i think i think one of the key things bridging somebody who is interested in deep tech to somebody who is building a business uh, uh, is a is a more problem centric approach finding a real problem for which customers care about for which they are willing to pay uh, uh, and then solving that problem uh, i think that that should that's one of the key takeaways for us and and in in our enterprise journey now we have been very cognizant of that that uh, uh, we validate the problem enough before we actually jump on solving for it um yeah i think that's that's one of the key things if you if you'd ask for just one <laughs> okay okay i understand yeah. got it okay uh maybe lastly uh let's uh, talk something obvious so what has been some of the maybe most unintended usage of your platform or your devices that you have come across <laughs> yeah yeah no this is interesting because we have a few so <laughs> i am sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah so while we were building this logistic supply chain visibility for enterprises uh i think a great deal of usage actually also happened uh trying to help the pandemic situation uh and we were working so what so at the at the start of the pandemic uh we were we were seeing if we could help the governments and if we could help the cause in any way and uh and and we 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 learned about this problem that uh, the governments are uh, in the early days of the pandemic trying to identify the high risk cases as we know and then trying to restrict their movements uh, in either quarantine centers or just their homes and that was key to stop the the spread in the initial days so so we actually extended the platform uh, to i think almost 15 state governments uh, where they were tracking i think lakhs of these high risk cases and monitoring them co- constantly counseling them to uh, stay at their location not step out uh, and if there's any such movement happening i think we raise an alert and then they make a few calls and then they try to bring them back at home uh, and i think we we the, the, there were thousands of such instances which uh, which probably we prevented uh with this enhanced visibility uh oh. yeah so i think that that was one of the most i i, I think large scale impactful and un, un, unplanned use use case that we had uh and maybe one of the most uh, proud to be of yeah. uh, applause all applications <laughs> right right yeah. yeah no i think that's something we are very proud uh, and very very grateful that we could help uh, in that situation yeah yeah great great so harshit it's been great uh, talking to you thanks for taking out time from a busy schedule for this uh, really wish a lot of success uh, to your entire team uh, maybe we'll connect another one year later and we'll have uh, everything more of those networks effects in place and we'll talk more on that and uh, really great having you on this show thanks thanks a lot pranjit great great to have this interaction i think some of the things that you mentioned and asked for Pretty bang on. Thanks.